Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. I'm done. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's rough back here. I, I went to a, a place like when we do the War Cry Wednesday. I might hack up a lung trying to recover from, uh, <laughs> you know, barking. That's what I got into radio for. I hope my dad is proud that yeah, yeah. his son is. On the radio, barking. What class is that at Carolina School of Broadcasting? <laughs> barking on air. I would have failed had I Strange gone. Strange radio noises, 101. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, today was Thursday. And even though when the head coach gets fired on a Monday, that means the coordinators still talk over at Bank of America Stadium. And Thomas Brown, old, new play caller for the Carolina Panthers. He was asked if he saw the Frank Reich firing coming. I mean, we live in a production business, so I think we all understand what we kind of sign up for. Um, I always approach since I started coaching back in 2011 and my job in line every single day. So I kind of work with that mentality of trying to maximize uh, what I can control and I don't worry about everything I can't because it's really a waste of time. I think everything else as far as uh, our dynamic, I just keep private between the two of us. Mm. Yes. Is that the answer? <laughs> I think I think Thomas Brown knew that Frank Reich was getting fired and you know, whenever he gets off the record, I think he'll be more comfortable saying, hell yeah, I saw I, I saw his firing coming because he took play calling away to score 10 points on the road. Yeah, that's the thing that's very interesting about that is deep down, how does he feel? And I think there's a little bit of vindication there. And I think that, too, you know, he'd never say this, uh, obviously, but I just think that there was a little bit of, yeah, that's what you get It kind of in his thought process. I, and I don't, I don't know how much bad blood. May, I'll be naive. Like, I'll be that. I just, when David Tepper is giving an ultimatum on how successful you have to be this season, even with Frank Reich taking play calling back, you and I both hated it. We got that news when we were doing the Cornucopia event at the Spectrum Center for the Charlotte Hornets, and this the whole last hour turned into, what the hell are the Panthers doing? It shows complete dysfunction. We can be angry at Frank Reich for doing Thomas Brown dirty. We totally get that. But to me, that is a problem where you can pretty seriously go all the way up to the top and say, wait, why is David Tepper... Is he forcing Frank Reich to give up play calling duties to Thomas Brown in the first place before he wanted to? I'm never going to buy that Frank Reich had always had it in the plans to give it to Thomas Brown at the bye week. I just can't buy that. It doesn't make any sense, especially if you were going in and the offense looked good. Are you going to hand it over then? Because you clearly had a game plan for the offense to look productive, and then you were still going to hand it over. So that never made sense to me. So now Frank Reich's job is on the line. I can understand why he would want to take it back and be in full control. But in the meantime, Thomas Brown is being done dirty by the entire team, by Frank Reich, but also with the precedent sent by David Tepper. I don't know how much he dislikes Frank Reich. Maybe there is some stuff there. I'm, sh I'm sure there were some disagreements. I don't know how hostile it got. But, man, at least Thomas Brown has taken over here. 
I hope that there's not bad football on his resume that is held against him. And if anybody hires Thomas Brown, I hope they understand what the situation is. It's not great, okay? So we can overlook what's happening here, and maybe he can just do the best with what he has. What That's are you one of those at? things we'll have to speculate, like uh, David Tepper said. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can speculate on That's that. That's right. That's right. What you got, Fiddy? <laughs> one of the big messages we've heard from Chris Tabor since he became the interim was he wants his guys to play loose and have some fun. And and Thomas Brown, he can spoke about having getting his players to play loose and have fun on Sundays. Preparation first. Right, we live in like a, a pressure-driven business, uh, so pressure is every day. But also think about pressure being a privilege. I think when it comes to stress, stress becomes comes from. Um, when you don't do a really good job of preparing and anticipating what the pressure comes with this, with this business in general. So I think being able to inspire our guys, be confident, be a great communicator, uh, but stacking days to get to the, uh, back-to-back when it comes to the Monday through Saturday to get ready to go play ball. So I think it's about being able to bring out the mirror from a coaching staff standpoint, bring energy, and uh, inspire those guys to play, you know, not carefree, but play fear-free. Wes, you played football, so you know what it's like whenever you're going through losing stretches or even winning stretches. If, 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 if Carolina just wins on Sunday, how much easier would it be for Bryce Young and the struggling offensive line to have a little bit more fun out, a little bit more fun out there on Sundays? Oh, it would be for sure. If they can get a win, man, it gets that proverbial uh, monkey off your back, so to speak. And so these guys can have a little bit of relief, a little bit of joy in the midst of all the chaos. I mean, you think about the week that they've had and everything they've had to deal with. We just talked about Bryce and how he may feel some culpability in this thing and feels bad that if he would have played better, his offense would have played better, that uh, Coach Wright would still be in place. Or regardless of the fact that at the crux of all this, a coach was fired because your offense could not perform. And so if they can go out and get a win, get that nice dub, it's certainly going to uh, help smooth things over. All right, so I'm starting to pick up a theme from Thomas Brown. Once you hear coaches speak enough, they're always going to go back to their identity, whatever they're saying is. Steve Clifford has rhythm. We know that about Steve. James Borrego has competitive spirit. When we go back to Ron Rivera, it was, it's all about the next day. It's all about how he feels the next day, how we perform the next day. Thomas Brown, big stack the days guy. Big stack the days, one each time, figure out where we're heading with this. So now we're starting to pick up what Thomas Brown is all about. Stack the days. And I think everybody else is picking up on this. People like hearing Thomas Brown at the podium because he sounds more like the football coach that we picture in our head, more so than anybody else we've heard in quite some time with the Panthers. What else you got? Steve Wilkes, I should say. Steve Wilkes had that same type of thing at the podium. Thomas Brown bringing that here, too. All right. So typically we play a lot of local audio in this segment, but sometimes we branch out. I've got two pieces of audio I want to play. This first one I heard last night after Louisville. A signature win for Kenny Payne at home over Bellarmine, a school that beat Louisville either last year or the year before. And they had to overcome adversity, as every team has to do, in a win, including or uh, including Tyler Johnson deciding to play in the second half after not wanting to play in the first half because they did not have the right tights. And if you think I'm lying, hear it straight from Kenny Payne. I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the things that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah. What? You heard it. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, that we've never had for him, 
and he decided I don't feel like I can go. That's what young people do. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't even know. But he figured it out in the second half. He accepted the fact that we didn't have the tights that we've never had for him. And he played, and he played well. Next. If there's ever been a more kids these days action, I don't think there is one. You don't have the right kind of tights, and you don't want to play basketball. Rick Pitino did not pay strippers or try to have sex with women on Italian restaurant countertops. For players at Louisville to not want to play because of tights. I, I mean, that's their slogan, by the way. That's what you have. Yeah, that's what you live by over there at Louisville. Right. And so my thing is, it's like, for one, he wouldn't have played at all. He damn near would have been off of the team, uh, to be frank, if you're going to come in there and have that type of attitude. I don't think Kenny Payne should have said that. I thought that was a little wrong for him to throw him under the bus like that. Oh, so... <laughs> It's interesting. I I think I agree with you in not needing to say anything, but it has nothing to do with throwing him under the bus. It has everything to do with protecting his own reputation. That's true. My that's man, another way to look at it. That's embarrassing for you. Yeah. Are you serious? You have a guy on your team that contemplated sitting out the entire first the entire game because he didn't have the right tights, and now here you are playing him anyway. Right. That that was my issue too. <laughs> Playing him anyway and laughing about it to media afterwards. It ha- I I don't like calling for people to get fired either. Like some people are about it, some people aren't. Whatever. I don't love it. I I've never heard anything like that from Kenny Payne. That's embarrassing on you too. I it's think bad he knows for the player, but you too, man. I think he knows it's coming through. That's why he said I probably shouldn't say this, but he's like, well, I'm about to be out of here not too long That's from now. Not- I mean, that your give a bleep is at an all-time low. Right. That's what I'm saying, too. The level of give a bleep, it is not detectable at this point with Kenny Payne. Could you imagine someone trying to tell Roy Williams or Coach K they didn't want to play because they didn't have the right tights? They'd be done. Hit Wes's soundbite, please. What would they say back? <laughs> no. Hell no. Followed by, uh, <laughs> go ahead and get your stuff, pack up your locker, and uh, go find you another school to play at because you won't be playing here. That's crazy. You got anything else for us, Eddie? All right. The last piece of sound I, we want to play is typically whenever whenever men find out they're going to be fathers, it is a time to be celebrated, and so it's, it's, it's a happy time in, in their lives. Dak Prescott, the quarterback of America's teams, he found out earlier this week he is going to be a father, and Craig Carton had this take about Dak's fatherhood earlier on the Craig Carton show. This is a terrible distraction now for Dak Prescott. How? Uh, he's not married, right? So nope. now I got to question, is she a gold digger? No, nope, she might not, not be. I got to question it, right? Uh, number three, you got everything going great. The last thing you need now is the distraction. Shoot or shoot. What are you going to do? He's I'm having a baby in March. I hope they have a beautiful, healthy child. And he's winning, by the way. I hope it all works out. It will. But this is not what Cowboy this fans want to hear. So am I, am I allowed to use Dak becoming a father as an excuse when we lose in the divisional <laughs> round this year in the postseason? Uh, yeah, I'll let you use it. I'll let you get away with that. I don't know if I will. I'm sorry. That might be a whole show fight then if you really try to go with it. But right. yeah, I hear your point. Chris Carton, what I liked in the background was he's having a baby in March. <laughs> that was like the timing. The guys, it's in March. It's fine. Now, maybe if it's sooner, oh, now we got to worry a little bit. But guys, it's March. He's going to be watching tournament games anyway. I just couldn't imagine like a man becomes a father for the first time. And look, I know he's playing at a MVP type level and he hasn't gotten over the hump. 
this is more important than winning football games. And you want to call it a distraction? No, it's it's all kinds of weird to immediately go straight to gold digger status without having known anything about the situation and then say that this is going to be a distraction. It felt like he was trying to be funny and entertaining, but ooh, just dripping in weirdness and <laughs> a little gross to hear that from talking about a uh, child being born for Dak Prescott. Just weird. Just tone deaf, all the above. That'll do it for the live wire. We got to